gentlemen, um, it's been a long couple of days, I guess. Um, I, I think we last recorded almost two weeks ago now. Um, a lot has happened in the football and footballing world, but seemingly since then, a lot more has happened in all of our personal lives. Um, and so before we even go into any footballing news, any European leagues, anything like that, um, I know Rian and I kind of want to acknowledge what's been what's been happening around the country and around the world. Um, and that is, of course, with the, the murder of George Floyd. Um, a, a lot of conversations have been being had around race, structural racism. Um, and, and I don't want to go into, you know, the, the length of all of those discussions, but I, I don't have many words, quite honestly. I, I know it sounds ironic. To, to jump on a podcast to talk, but I really don't have many words to say. And I kind of spent the last couple of days. Um, and I know Rian did probably did too. Actually, I, I know he did, but um, just <clears throat> thinking about what's happened and, and where we're at it, it's taken a lot of energy and willpower to, to try and wrap our heads around it. So we're, we're slowly continuing on with things, but, yeah, Rian, the, the world, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have words. I literally, I just, I'm, I'm out of words. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I'm not going to come on and say, like, say something like, oh, we don't get too political like this. I mean, this isn't a political, this isn't political, that not, nothing that's happened uh, recently has been, is about politics. It's just about, you know, being decent human beings, but um. No, I, one of our, one of our friends, um, who's living in, who lives in London, um, texted me this morning or, uh, might've even been yesterday morning and basically just texted me saying like, yo, what, what is, what the hell is going on in the States? And, um, and I said, and I texted back, um, you know, like, honestly, it feels like the country's, the country is, um, melting, um, and I, that's, I, I'm still here in, in the city. I'm still here in New York city. Like it's, it's, um, it, it feels weird to walk outside for a different reason now <laughs> than, than the one, um, than the reasons from like a month and a half ago or even, even two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it was a tough weekend, honestly. It was a very tough weekend. And uh, I, I apologize to Ellie's before we, before we started recording. I apologize to him. But, you know, we were supposed to record, like, late last week, last week. And, um, and I just kept put, putting, pushing it back because I just wasn't in the space for it, in the, in the headspace to do this, um, I think, the last four days. But, uh, you know, not, not, not to, not going to want to, not wanting to. I think I'm, I think we're both tired um, and in some sense, at least of, of uh, having to talk about this stuff anymore, but I'll just leave off with, you know, a story that was told yesterday on one of my company calls. Um, but one of our employees was talking about over the past weekend. Um, he was, <laughs> he was about to go out on his run. Um, and, and he's, he's, a uh, you know, America grew up and growing up in America, black man. Uh, he, was talking about how he was about to go out on his, uh, for his like daily or uh, runs that he goes on every um, on the weekends. And before he left, he, he said he, he thought to himself, like, should I bring my gun? Uh, and 
he says that like as soon as he thought that he was really hurt because it's an irrational thought to have as as not just as like a um african american in the US or or a black uh person anywhere in the country it's a irrational thought for anyone to have right to feel the need right. to, um to have that but it's it's where it's it's what has what this has come to um it's what has come to uh and and then he talked about how um the next day on sunday his his mom um who's uh, like 70 years old calls him and uh and says that she wants to send him a treadmill because she's afraid for him to run in his own neighborhood and that and that is also just like a, another like a rational thought that has to be had that almost that is not that is something that is being forced to be had by like many black americans and not just a black american but you know black people around the world um but yeah uh that's that that story really stuck with me the last couple of days and um and yeah i don't know no i don't think either of us have the answers um but yeah we're i I used to think that I, I guess I used to think that we were better than this, and I, and I think we are better than this. And, yeah, like, I mean, the last week has really exposed a lot of cracks in our society um, that were always there. They were always there. The warning signs, I think, were there too. Um, but uh, I think the best way, uh, the best quote that I've heard come out of the last several days was, I think it was by Will Smith. Um, he said racism, I'm paraphrasing, but he said essentially racism hasn't gone away. It's just being filmed. Um, and if it wasn't filmed, I can't even imagine how this would continue and continue and continue. Um, so we've, we've, yeah, I'm, I'm emotionally, mentally drained. Um, I was the same way this weekend. So with that, I, the only thing that we can do right now is really move on to talk about one of the things that we love. And, and of course that's European football. Um, so, Rian, as we kind of get closer to, oh, by the way, there's a pandemic going on, if, if we forgot about that. Um, <laughs> hence why we're even talking about football coming back. Um, so, in the context of COVID-19, um, we pretty much have official dates for every European league. Yeah, it looks like we're about to return to, uh, at least in a footballing sense we're we're about to return to some normalcy um or nah, not not yeah some form of it because it'll just be nice to, yes, to watch, some to watch form. yeah some form of it some form of it for sure um but no uh for england at least um we are coming back uh it's looking like june 17th is the start day as you know last wednesday phase two of the of project restart um was was approved. Still a terrible uh, name, just which, FYI. <laughs> hey, man, you don't shoot the messenger here. But, um, <laughs> yeah, phase two was approved last Wednesday. Um, phase two was contact training. So now we're getting back into a, a bit more normal training sessions um, for players. And uh, that left, that leaves about that date uh, left about three weeks till the official June 17th start, which we are starting back with uh, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United and Manchester City versus Arsenal on uh, this is Wednesday, June 17th, <laughs> which is, you know, 
tough way to start for it's going to be a tough way to start for uh one of these fans who we can we're going to guess but you know i'm not gonna <laughs> i think i think people i think um most of our listeners will will <laughs> have an idea who we think it might be a pretty tough day for but um that those two games will be happening on june 17th with a full round of games um on june 19th so two days later on friday so that's 92 games in six weeks, Elias, is the is the plan. Yeah. Wow. That is, oh, my God. It's basically football every day, um, which is, so I don't know. This is a good and a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know which side of the fence I sit on, but having football every day is great and entertaining for us, but it's nice to just take a breath sometimes and just have a day to to not have football, to feel like you need to watch it. Um, without the fear of missing out on it and then reconvene kind of the next day. Um, but yeah, football every day isn't a bad thing. It's just, it, it can be a little overwhelming. I think it might be. Oh yeah. I mean, you're talking about an average of 15 games a week and like two games a day. That's yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's going to be, it, it's, It'll be fun. I mean, hell, man, it's gonna. It'll be fun. <laughs> like, it, just looking at the scheduling here, it, it, the plan is every Monday and Friday a game at. These are all times in. Um, I put them all in in Eastern, so so uh, I didn't have to make Elias do some math uh, on the spot. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, um, Monday and Fridays a game at three p.m. Um, Saturdays games in these four slot times 7 30 a.m 10 a.m 12 30 p.m and 3 p.m so you're talking about i'm guessing brutal i, I'm, I don't know if it'll be two games at each in each of those slots i'm guessing probably not but um probably not for those days yeah uh but this but there will be at least one game in each of these slots and for sundays it'll be 7 a.m 9 a.m 11 30 uh a.m and 2 p.m and this also will include weekday games. So there will there'll be a game on Tuesday, Wednesday, um at the end or Thursday. I was I'm not sure if it's if every week we're just gonna have a game <laughs> one game per day. But um <laughs> but uh those games will occur um at three PM and five PM. So wow, five PM game would be really interesting actually because I don't think I've ever watched a Premier League game that late. And also, I mean Wait, I, I I have to double check that because that seems crazy to me. A five, a, that's a ten p.m. game. I can't be right. No, that I mean that sounds about right. They're they're about to do the same thing in Spain, um, where games are going to start at ten p.m. local and then pretty much. I'm so wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. My math is my math is just was just off. On uh, so you couldn't do the math on the yep, spot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday should be one p.m. and three p.m. for a game. But still, primetime games during the week is 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 um I, not normal um for for the Premier League. But it'll be great. Um, and with all that, the, the Premier League um has expanded its availability of live matches to its broadcasters in the UK, and and this is for free. So they've given so there are more free matches now for people for at least the UK citizens to watch. For, um, and if you were still wondering about that. 300 plus million pounds that the, <laughs> the Premier League um, <laughs> going on about this. it's a lot of money um, so it has the 330 million dollar rebate 
it has been officially agreed that they that the league will have to repay. Um, the only thing that is up in the air is the terms of payment. So whether that it'll whether they will have to return um, that money for the end of 2020 or if it's within the next uh, throughout the next two seasons, that is still to be discussed. Um, and then finally here. We've had no progress really on the venue thing. There's there's talks of a hybrid model, so some um, some games at the home and away matches, and games whereas games um, that are uh, normally very testy, very passionate games. So I guess derbies and and whatnot, and and, and obviously like Liverpool's Anfield games, um, those may be played in neutral venues. So that. No, no real, um, no real headway on what on the venue part of Project Restart here. So, wow, <laughs> just riveting stuff coming out of Project Restart, and we will very much likely have to pay Sky Sports um, in installments over like thirty years. Um, that's a large chunk of money when they're making no <clears throat> no revenue based on that. Well, I think they. I think they would do terrible things to have that um, amount, of, that money that they owe, be stretched out over thirty years. That would be the best possible scenario. Yeah, and it's not actually going to happen. But like, I can't wrap my head around that kind of money. I just, I literally can't imagine it. No, it's going to be. It's it, my guess is that they'll have to have paid it by, at best, I'd say the end of the following season. So. Right, right. And that's probably, I mean, I don't know how they're going to pay it this season. I, again, I'm not, I don't have access to Premier League financials or something. I'm just trying to spitball based on the revenue they've made over the last two months, which is zero. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's for them to figure out. Thank God that's not my problem. But God, all right, that's the Premier League. Um, where do we go to next, Rian? If you'd like to uh, give any, if there are any updates from Spain, Elias, um, how, how, how far away are we? What's the, what, what is uh, the status of Project Restart? Uh, España. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to, absolutely not. We're not going to taint La Liga like that, but um, Project Restart, oh my God. <laughs> so La Liga um, is scheduled to come back in approximately 10 days. Um, we will see La Liga start back up. Uh, I believe it's next Friday um, or next. No, I think it is next Friday. Um, so it will be starting with the Seville Darby, which is the last game that we actually missed out on playing before the quarantine. So that's, uh, excuse me, Sevilla and Real Batis um, going head to head in what normally would have been one of the games of the season with fans. Um, and I'm sure it'll still be an amazing game. Um, I'll certainly be watching it, but it's different without fans, especially Darby's. Um, it's just very, very different. So that's the first game back. And we have 11 days until we see the goat back in action against Mallorca. Um, the following weekend, I believe it's Sunday night. That's a Sunday night game and real Madrid. I believe are back the week, excuse me, the day after that. So everything's coming back. Everything's coming to fruition. Um, the phases continue to open up in Spain. A lot more people are, are back out walking around having tapas, you know, et cetera, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, things are going really well. I like, I'm so excited to watch the league of football. Um, just because I think it's going to be a great mental break from everything too. So, Lionel Messi, I miss you. That's my last message. 
Um, and then I know for Italy, we have the government has approved a plan for Syria to resume on June 20th um, with their second legs of their of the Coppa Italia happening uh, a week before this um, season begins. So June 13th, there'll be some uh, a cup game, some cup games for Italy there. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to have <laughs> along the lines of like football almost every day, they're going to have added games. So that's kind of crazy to think about, but exactly. hey, we're going to have nonstop football football for basically the next three months. So I'm not going to complain. True. Wait, one more thing. I was, I, I didn't, I forgot to bring this up too. that. As I see here that uh, the Premier League's next meeting is on Thursday. And one of the things they're going to be talking about is the timing of the transfer window. So, Oh, that's something I have not thought about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you've seen if you have seen anything on any rumors or reports on on anything anyone's talked about the transfer window part of it. I I know I read um, that some in the Premier League are are pushing for moving the uh, transfer window to I believe it's August to October is something that they're that they're hoping to to move it to. I don't know if you have you what have, have you heard anything and if and if not uh, what what are your thoughts on on what should be done with the transfer window? I, I haven't heard anything like that in Spain. I, I may genuinely be behind on the news, but I haven't heard a conversation like that. I think the focus is really just on getting back to football and then figuring out the rest. But pushing back the the transfer window makes sense to me. Like it makes logical sense, right? Like you haven't been able to play football and the only times where you actually have the decisions to change up your squad and have enough time to, I guess, integrate them is the time that you have between the end of this season and the beginning of next. So obviously the champions league might throw a wrench in that, but the ideal idea still remains. If every season next year gets pushed back, maybe a month or two, um, then in that, what would you say? August to October timeframe. Yeah. So that, that makes sense to have the transfer window that I, I really don't see an issue with that. The only issue that I can see from a club perspective is from calculating financials and balancing the books. I don't know if certain revenue and certain sales need to hit the books, um, in a certain financial half or quarter. Um, I mean, half wouldn't make it. That is a mute point, but a certain quarter, um, you know, to please investors, whatever. But that—that's the only issue that I can see. Other than that, I think it's fine. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I've. It, it's really tough. I'm trying to because you think about these leagues won't finish at the same time, right? So, what do we do about Germany finishing at the end of June? Um, the transfer window, op- it, maybe it opens in, um, July, I guess, beginning of July or something. Uh, transfer window opens beginning normally, beginning of July. And German German teams are ready to do business now. And um, and they're speaking with, oh, well, they would have been speaking with agents and whatnot anyway. But, you know, they're, they're doing business during this window when um, teams are still playing and um, the Champions League games are still supposed to happen in August. And we're supposed to, we're trying to, a lot of these leagues are trying to restart the next season in, I'm guessing, September, at the September, October, like end of September at the latest, I would, I would guess. Um, and then on top of all of that, I didn't even, I almost forgot about them, but France has <laughs> canceled their season 
a month. <laughs> right, uh, right. So, um, you know, so they so they've probably already been negotiating, trying to. Um, well, who knows how much actual legwork can be done right now without the um, supposedly the money to to make a lot of these transfers happen. But uh, in any case, you know, it, it's. I don't know what the perfect thing is. I, I think it has to be moved back in some sense, but it, it's, it'll be tough because if you do in August to October, or even if it's beginning of August to end of September, maybe, I don't know. Um, it feels like you're going to overlap a lot with, you know, real things that are going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's where I'm at. <laughs> but um, it feels like you're, it feels like, you're going to overlap a lot. Well, not even it feels like you just are. We're, we're going to, the window's going to overlap a lot of more meaningful games than it ever does. <laughs> right. So, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. No, I, I mean, it's, that's all to say. I don't know what the, per, I don't know when the perfect dates are, but I, I agree. I, I believe it should be moved back. Um, it's just how much should we move it back? Should we move back a whole month? Should we move back two weeks? I don't know. Um, right. right. And it has to be a, like a universal decision, right? It can't be spread out different transfer windows for different countries. That only goes back to the problem that the Premier League had a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't want to see that come back. Exactly. And, and a lot of it's also going to probably rely on all of the league's finally just starting on the same day together that you know so i think that's going to be more necessary this year than ever or for next season the start of next season than ever for sure yeah so hopefully that gets ironed out that's a good point i had not thought about um i haven't heard any more news but if there is any we'll we'll come back to it the second we hear about it so i think that covers all the the restarts coming up and only really one to two more weeks until Football is really, really getting back to, I guess, a new normal. But with that, Rian, uh, we have been watching a lot of Bundesliga, the only league that has officially returned. And it's been it's been entertaining, like shockingly entertaining for having no fans, especially. Um, and the players seem to be in good, she- in sh- uh, good shape, generally. And the crowd um, noise and the pumped in crowd noise, which yes. is something we haven't got to talk about. Has- I, mean, I love it. Yeah, I, it's good. I, you know, over this this past weekend, um, I was watching. I don't remember the game, but Bayern you know, Dortmund. Maybe, well, I said this past weekend. That was last week. Oh, all right. Well, fine. <laughs> cool. Destroyed <laughs> by pure I'll logic. <laughs> I'll just take that um, L. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um. No. So I, I tap my tap my roommate on the shoulder, and I'm like, and I just like let him know, like. Yeah, you know, you know that. Do you realize like the the pumped in crowd noise and stuff? And he's like, "Oh shit, I did not realize this entire time." Most part, mostly because like the camera, the way that the camera was set up too was right. just you can really quite see that you can really see the fans while the game is being played anyway. So yeah, it, it was a Leipzig game. I remember it was a Leipzig game because their stadium specifically the the view, the camera view, you can't really see the fans um, when the ball when it, the camera's not zoomed in. Or anything like that. So, it's overall, it's working. It's working. I, the uh, I think the pumped in crowd noise is something that people have to get used to um, the first time. But it, it honestly does just as you kind of focus on what's actually going on in the game, it it normalizes. I think. 
Agreed. No, 100%, right? Like, this is what I was telling to you a couple of weeks ago that I think fan noise would make such a big difference because it kind of, like, it puts you in a different mindset, right? Like, you don't really think about the fact that there are no fans. You just think about, oh, like, I can feel the energy. And I'm sure when you're a player, you notice that there aren't fans, but you at least feel that semblance of energy when you're fully focused on the game. And it's the closest that you can emulate fans being there. I love it. I love every second of it. And I, I think they're, they're going to do that in other leagues as well. Um, and, and I hope they continue in Germany because I think it's caught on. Right. And, and I think ultimately, you know, there's not going to be fans for a very long time. Why, why not? Let's get creative with this. Let's try to, right. let's try to get creative with it. Cause obviously the best fan experience will not be complete silence. We know that that's definitely not going to be the best experience. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I think this is the best solution. And that was one of the things that I thought was actually really, really like impressive in the Byron Dortmund game a couple of weeks ago. Um, was that they tailored like the fan noise and it gelled really well to like when goals were scored. Well, goal was scored and um, like certain events happen. Like there's an uptick in energy when, you know, one team is doing really well versus another. Like, I don't know. It flowed really well instead of just being constant noise. Yeah. It's very well done. It's very well done by them. And I can't tell how much of it is, the TV broadcast itself or what's going or what's playing through the um, stadiums. But, you know, either way, like I said, let's get weird as hell with this. Let's put CGI. (laughs) Let's like, let's, let's try another league. Let's in Spain, let's try like CGI fans in in there and, and whatever. I think I saw in in somewhere, I don't know if it was um, in Germany or not um, that one of these teams was had like kind of like this bore, this like, um, electric uh not electric board but this board that had um like people's or videos on it which were basically like people uh i guess it was like a webcam basically where people had on their face and stuff and and i imagine they're watching the game and it just has their fan the fans who are actually watching and stuff so it has they'll have their live reactions just right there on the screen and stuff so i mean let's get weird with it i mean it's <laughs> people are not going to be able to actually be there like give them something to be excited about when watching the game because because they are not they just can't be in this in the actual stadium yeah no that's so fair i I think that there will start to well we'll start to see kind of those creative ideas emerge over the next couple weeks i honestly don't how would you even do cgi fans like i don't i don't even (laughs) want to go into the whole idea of automation and everything like it's just all right yeah yeah it might get too real honestly it might it might get too real honestly (laughs) it might just be like uh, we don't actually need real fans we have you know george (laughs) george the robot right um but should we get on to the to the football yes what was going on on the actual on the pitch um, which, um, which football game did you want to talk about? I think we want to go over Bayern Dortmund. Yeah, I think we should. We can just start with start there. Uh, I, it was <laughs> big, big points of contention here. Um, the goal. Let's start with the Kimmich goal. Uh, oh my god. Okay, fine. What do you want to talk about? Okay. Well, I, I was actually good. I actually might have was probably going to defend you a little bit here because obviously oh, the oh, keeper. Please. Well, I was going to say the keeper. <laughs> I thought the keeper's positioning was pretty horrible. The pit, the chip is great, though. To be fair, the chip itself, the idea, the the execution was pretty great. 
Uh, yes. All that being said, the keeper was <laughs> was way off. <laughs> right, right. So that's yeah. Okay, I was going to make that point. I was going to say I was saying like, where's the defending in that? Like <laughs> you were just like, oh yeah, it was a great ship. <laughs> um, no, so I agree. I, I think that it was a fantastic goal, beautiful chip. Um, I didn't think the little bastard had it in him. Um, but yeah, Dorman's keeper was way off the line, like in a very poor position um, for an attacking team that was literally on the edge of the 18. Like you should not be at the six. That's just something is off. <laughs> it was weird. It was very weird. Um, right. But but what do you think overall? Overall, that game, um, I thought there were there were stretches where Bayern dominated very um, in a not quite um what's the word i'm looking for a venomous or like uh direct 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 <laughs> no more direct <laughs> more direct um i uh I, I thought they they kind of cruised at at times but but at the same time i, I never felt like they like they completely dominated dortmund um i guess all this to, to really more to say um I think that game, you know, could have been a draw. Um, I don't think Dortmund did anything. Easily. They did much, did much to necessarily um, grab the uh, win and, and, for, and have people say that I think they should have won. But um, I think that game easily could have been a draw um, as, as good as, as uh, much as Bayern did dominate stretches of the game. Oh, absolutely. That, that game, it, well, honestly, probably should have been a draw. Um, I think there should have been more goals in this game for both sides, quite frankly. Um, Dorman had some really, really key chances and like key stretches of the game where they were, they were on top of things. I mean, I don't want to say they were the better side entirely, but they, they definitely, they showed that they should have g- grabbed a goal. I, I will a leave lot of shots. They had a they lot were, of shots. They were one they Holland shot. shot away from, from tying that game. That's basically right. it. No, that's true. I mean, um, pretty much all but one of their uh nine or sorry eight shots in the box in the eight within the eighteen came in the uh, first half. So, wow! Wait, I actually didn't know that. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, remember Holland almost scored within the first like thirty right. seconds of that game. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I mean, if that goal went in, that would have changed the entire like complexion of the rest of the game. Um. Right. But but that's my point. Like, but honestly, I think that game was a microcosm of what Dortmund's problem was pre Holland. Like they just they didn't have other than Jaden Sancho, um, right? They didn't have the ability to score. Uh, I mean, maybe that's a stretch. They didn't. I was going to say they didn't have the ability to score necessarily always against top teams. Like this isn't necessarily a Bundesliga thing. This well, is a Champions not, League no, thing. No, I don't think you're. I don't think you're off base to say something along the lines of that because when you look at the team that they're playing against, when you're talking about the amount, the amount of I know whatever quote unquote match winners, which obviously is always a vague thing, but you know you know what you you know what you mean when most people know what they mean when they say someone's a match winner, right? The Munich team has, uh, just to name, I'm just looking at the starting lineup here. You you just say Lewandowski, uh, Gnabry. I mean, 
just by definition, by pure definition of what happened, Kim is also a match winner now. I hate that, but sure. <laughs> All right. But, um, okay. But, but no, but then you add in, add in someone who, who, who really is a match changer in, in Davies, who just completely changes the whole complexion of how you can attack down one wing, one side of the field. Um, uh, th- th- move on. <laughs> Why? Well, well, I mean, is that, I mean, that's not even. I mean, honestly, that's that's just true. That's not, I'm not gonna back. Yeah, but I don't want it to all. be true. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, what I'm saying. But but just for comparison to the Dortmund team, you know, you think about like who's gonna change the game for them, and and you think obviously the first thought is Sancho, and then from there it's like. Holland, yeah, but that's still a striker who's relying on service. So um, exactly, and 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 I, I don't want to like shit on like Dorgan Hazard because he's he's like top five in the Bundesliga in in assists. But when you're talking about guys who can change the game, you you want also a goal threat. And really, for Dortmund, um, as they play beautiful, like wonderful, wonderful football, like their their playing style is awesome and stuff. But um, guys who can really take the game by the scruff of the neck, another fucking just old soccer uh, idiom, but like they don't have more of those guys in Munich and they really maybe probably only have one of those guys who can do it single-handedly. Whereas Munich has, like I, I just named them off m- multiple. Exactly. You pretty much hit the nail on the head. That, I'm not even going to add anything to that. Right. Well, I mean, I, I know I'm usually perfect, so thank you. All right, so I'm going to add a couple things. Um, yeah, I don't have anything other to say than I agree with you, so that's a completely invalid point. Whatever. Um, what, what were we gonna, so the rest of the game, uh, fine. We're, yes. talk, we're not going to talk about Kimmich for the rest of the game. Or the rest no, of the time. no, I, no, no. I think, I think we said what we wanted on the game. You know, it, it's, they were overmatched again, which, is, which seems like we say almost every year, except – as we pointed out last year, it really was a choke job from Dortmund. But <laughs> yes, um, but in most, like it is in most years, and what frustrates people about the Bundesliga is that you know Dortmund ultimately overmatched by the amount of star power on on Munich. But um, even with that, you know both of those teams went on the, into the next game and uh, combined to score eleven goals against their opponents. So. Um, they're still the they're uh well not undoubtedly I can't say undoubtedly that Dortmund's the second best team, but but these are the two um most potent attacking teams um uh, in, in Germany and it's it's still gonna be those two. I think it'll still end up being those two at the top and, and even if Dortmund doesn't win the league this year, which is looking like they probably won't, that that put that win put up Munich seven points up with five games to play. So you'd say the title is all but over there. Um, but even even if uh, Dortmund do finish second, I think it's still a very good season from them overall. Um, yeah, and I think they'll be proud of it. They scored 80 goals so far this season. And you look at the young talent that's coming through, even if Sancho leaves, they're, they're going to be in a great spot either way. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to say like they have a lot to be proud of when they don't win the Bundesliga, right? Like it inherently is. Um, but they've come a long way from where they were at the end of last season and the beginning of this season to now. Um, Holland is a big part of that. Jaden Sancho stepping up and becoming truly world class is a big part of that. 
um, they're defending not being world-class is also a part of that. Um, it, 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 it all combines into one story. And so I, I think that maybe if they had one more star player, right, then they'd really compete for not only the Bundesliga, but I think the Champions League. Um, but I think they just need to fine tune. I think it's, there's no need to rebuild, but they're, they're, they're getting there. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, they, they have that second player and his name is Gio Reyna. He's just on, he just, you know, he's got to work his way into the team. So if Sancho really wants to win something, um, then he would not go to the, uh, you know, just maybe smoldering dumpster not quite a fire anymore because you know many people have just forgotten and some of their guys are coming back but if he doesn't want to go to the smoldering dumpster fire that is slash was manchester united he <laughs> could just stay at dortmund for another year and blossom with the young american prodigy as he becomes the man and pass the torch off at the end of the next season what a concept staying at the club you're already doing really well at instead of leaving for greener pastures um 17 goals and 16 assists like holy shit <laughs> i mean i, I, just, I know i know <laughs> I, like, holy shit do not don't, don't do it don't go don't go you know, i know i know i think most people i think other than united fans are praying for that um or just go anywhere else for that matter don't go to united but hey it's not who my knows? money it's not my decision yeah no who knows i, I guess i've never um, had the opportunity to be wooed over a phone call by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer with his dazzling tactical um, mind. That's just cruel. What did he? What did he ever do to you, my lord? <laughs> oh my god! So Rion is never going to be signed by Manchester United. We figured that out today. Don't need um, it. <laughs> <laughs> don't need it. Don't want it. Um, man, I think I think those are that was really the big game over the last couple of weeks and pretty much will give Bayern the title unless they royally screw it up. Um, but then again, maybe there are only one loss away from, you know, revisiting the conversation for Dortmund, but That's even true. then, That's true. even then it's, it's a stretch for them to lose, let alone lose two. So we shall see. Um, I don't have too much else, Rian, unless you, you have anything else? We've got um, just an update on the top on the Champions League race there, Elias. Oh, my um, God. I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, since since the, it looks like the title race is just about, um, it's, yeah, pretty much more or less over. Um, between second and fifth, there's a four-point gap. So, I mean, Dortmund still has to keep their, their foot on the pedal. Um, as now it has become a four-horse, a four-team uh, race for three spots between Dortmund, Leipzig, Gladbach, and Leverkusen, who are who all sit within four points of each other. Uh, with Leverkusen and Gladbach tied on fifty-six points, fourth and fifth, and um, in third place, Leipzig's at fifty-eight points. So it's four four points separating second and fifth. So that's that's the, where the excitement is um, for. At the top of the league, there, there's there's some there's some relegation um, battles still going on at the bottom between Mainz and Dusseldorf. But uh, just to give a rundown of the remaining games for each of Leipzig, Leverkusen, and Dortmund, um, Leipzig has Paderborn, Hoffen, Paderborn, who's in 18th, uh, Hoffenheim, 
Dusseldorf, who's also fighting for relegation, sitting in 16th. They still have to play Dortmund on the second to last day of this of the season. So that could end up being a straight up, um, you know, win and you're and you have fourth place locked up type of game. Um, and a 13th place Augsburg to finish the season, whereas Leverkusen still has to play Bayern next. So that's so who knows? Maybe maybe Bayern creeps back into the title race after after facing um Leverkusen and Havertz, who Ellis will have to admit has been fantastic since. Oh, I don't have to admit it. I agree with you. Yeah. He's sure. been, he's been fantastic. Um, but they still have to play. They have to play uh, Bayern Schalke, who is pretty much looking like what the worst team in your, I mean, whole, I, this team makes Everton fans look like they live in Fucking the it, it, like they live in the fucking spaceship in uh, Wall-E, dude. Like it's paradise. <laughs> like 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 <laughs> this Schalke team might be the worst team I've seen all season, including any games I've watched in the Premier League. I mean, this team is worse than Newcastle. Honestly, this team has less attacking talent than Newcastle. It's unbelievable. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's not a tangent. Leverkusen still has to play Cologne, um, Berlin, Mainz, uh, and that, that's where they'll end their season, 15th place Mainz. And then Dortmund still has Berlin, Dusseldorf, Mainz, like I said, playing Leipzig second to last day of the season, and then they finish off with Hoffenheim. So tight, tight race, um, especially in that, that second to uh, fifth area there. Yeah, so I think the one thing key thing in that is that Dortmund can't let up. Like they don't want to fall out of the top four. That would that that would be bad. <laughs> that, then you're changing the narrative entirely. Um, I don't expect it's tougher to keep Sancho, isn't it? <laughs> so. Exactly, and I, I think we're seeing how key that Leverkusen win over Gladbach. I guess it was not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, how crucial that was to the conversation. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see over I think the next two weeks a little yeah, bit oh my more gosh. clearly. At least I just I totally forgot to bring to run off with Gladbox. <laughs> I completely forgot Gladbox end of the schedule here. They sorry, they play Freiburg, Bayern, Wolfsburg, Paderborn, and Berlin to end the season. So you know, only Leverkusen and Gladbach still have to play Bayern. <laughs> They're the only ones of these four that still have to play Bayern. So that's obviously going to be um, pretty unlucky for them, uh, unless they get a great result, obviously. Uh, that's bold. <laughs> Imagine if they both did. <laughs> yeah, completely yeah, changed. Oh, my God. <laughs> both would be tough. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, both would be. I would, I would put a dollar down on that to win 10. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I think with that, Bundesliga has a not that long to go. A couple more weeks left before they're kind of wrapped up. Um, but Rian, I think we're looking forward to the return of football in every other league and staying safe, staying healthy. And uh, that's that's about it. Anything else that I missed? No, I think that's it. Um, again, you know, stay safe, everyone. Really, please try to stay safe if you are out there um, protesting. Please try to stay safe and um, and yeah, uh, it's just tired, Alex. Just tired, man. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm exhausted. Um, but like Rian said, stay safe, stay healthy, 
and uh, and God bless. So we will talk to you guys soon with any more footballing updates over the next couple of weeks. But for now, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, guys.